Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023, and this is episode 389 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. And it's another Coffee with Brian. How's everyone doing? Chat's kind of busy this morning. Uh, we're trying to name um, name my my little buddy here, my pig duck, duck pig on my cup. And uh, Corey keeps shooting out names that are other pig names like Wilbur and Babe and stuff. And I think a, a pig duck of that caliber needs a very special name. So I'm going to have to think on that for sure. Uh, busy chat. Like I said this morning, uh, Ryan up early, very early and uh, singing some Matchbox 20 saying it's 4 a.m. He must be clocking in. Backwoods Butcher shows up and thought he was going to be first today um, at 5.53 Central. Now, I don't know how long he's been a fan of the show, but I think he forgot that um, old Gingerbread Farms and Pippin Eyes, they go to they go to work when uh, when the birds aren't singing. When Actually, that's something I should talk about today is the damn birds in Tennessee. But... Um, yeah, uh, 5.53, he thinks he's going to be first. These guys are having having discussions in my chat at like 3 in the morning. Oh, so morning, Ryan. Morning, uh, <laughs> morning, Kyle. Mike, Philippine Nomad on a trip to the beach. Thanks for taking us along over there in the Philippines. Um, who else? James, good morning. Robin Hosting, how you doing? Uh, yeah, get those ticks out of your hair. I saw that picture yesterday. I thought it was, a, I thought it was one of those um, Japanese beetles. Uh, when I first saw it, I was like, holy shit. Uh, and then he said it was a tick. And I was like, damn, damn. Big old ticks. People uh, people get all squirrely about ticks. And um, man, I saw the conversation in your group. And there was uh, definitely some different levels of concern. Um, man, living in Minnesota and being a hunter and in the woods and everything, didn't even think twice. And I, I just, yeah, it was what it was. Hey, Josh, good morning. And um, Plugsy, Plugsy, <laughs> Plugsy the pig. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Mm. <laughs> How's it going this morning, everybody? My cup is, uh, my cup is pretty good this morning. It's, uh, it's kind of the tail end of that light Guatemalan. Uh, I think I got uh, probably one more press out of it. I might dive into it today. Uh, do a double, do a double um, morning press today. I'm a little, little tired, a little tired. Had an awesome interview last night, but uh, drinking that light FTO Guatemalan and uh, going to finish that up. And I'm not sure what I'm going to open up next. I know I got a few pounds left up in there. Uh, before mid-month delivery comes. So I'll have a variety to choose from. And uh, yeah, maybe tomorrow we'll have a different what's in my cup. What are you all you guys drinking? Uh, Folgers, Maxwell House, uh, Taster's Choice, or uh, Food Forest Farms? I don't know. I don't know what I would pick. Oh, so 
interview last night had a interview last night with ken stearns this guy uh he's got a super cool project going on uh called the jar uh the jar live it's a podcast he came up with uh you'll have to listen to the show to hear how he came up with it was a fantastic story but um basically decides he's gonna drive around in a van and uh interview people live and the way he came up with the questions he asked uh, the format of the show, uh, his schedule, man, it was uh, going into it. I thought I was just talking to somebody that dipped out and uh, jumped in a van and is recording a podcast, but it was way, way, way more than that. Um, yeah, you're going to want to check it out. Lots to talk about with Ken Stearns of The Jar Live, the jar dot live. if you want to uh, check out his stuff. If you want to just go check out his stuff and uh, catch a few episodes of his podcast. He is also doing a side project and another podcast on mental health. Uh, after you interview, I think he said he was up over 230 interviews. Uh, after you interview that many people, you realize how screwed up the world is. And uh, man, you start focusing on mental health. So, <laughs> uh kyle says he switched to folgers colombian oh uh, uh from the from the french is that what uh their other french silk or something like that gingerbread you got one uh one chick hatched in the incubator so far that's fantastic um i think the item of the day yesterday was cabinet cabinet incubator that i loved um that was a cool time that was a cool time when uh when they start popping out especially with the quail they are super loud. There is a bird sitting outside the window. <laughs> I started I started talking about chicks hatching, and all of a sudden there was a chick like singing outside the window, and I was like, holy crap, holy crap. Um, yeah, all right, all right, yeah, that interview was really good. In here, about six minutes, so let's get to that perfect cup question of the day today, and then we will uh, stop by the history segment and uh, into the rest of the conversation. All right, it's time for the 67th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group. That's t.me slash lots chat, t.me slash lots chat. And the perfect question cup of the day today is, if the average human lifespan was 40 years, how would you live your life differently? If the average human lifespan was 40 years, how would you live your life differently? And I think the first question to ask is if I wanted my group to take the question for its meaning instead of every word for word, how would you have worded the question? Um, I think I would have changed it to if you had known that the human lifespan was 40 years, how would you have lived your life differently? Because I forgot that the majority of my uh, <laughs> the majority of my audience would already be dead. Bunch of old guys, bunch of old guys over there. But anyway, the spirit of the question, if the average human lifespan was 40 years, instead of what is it anywhere from 70 to 80, depending on um, depending on a bunch of factors, but 70 to 80. So, you know, let's cut it in half. Let's uh, let's think. And uh, one of the comments, uh, Sean, in my group said, um, so basically we're back in ancient Rome. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you were born and you're you're little you're a little guy or a little girl running around and mom says, uh, mom says, Hey, 
when you get big and old at 38 years old, you're going to have a family and you're probably going to die. You know, those conversations that happen. If that was 40 instead of 70, or you didn't see your grandparents living around or other elderly people, how would you have lived your life differently? Would you have scaled it different? Um, let's check out the answers. I got in my group. They were um, everywhere from <laughs> I'd be dead to, yeah, we'll see. James uh, James from Gingerbread Farm says he would have been dead for six years, and he's totally okay with that because he didn't plan on living this long anyway. And then that that went into a very interesting discussion. We have some really, uh, really deep, interesting discussions in our group. We also have some a lot of fun and uh, raucous behavior. But uh, when it comes down to it, we're all there for each other. And uh, we have some really, really in-depth so- in conversations that uh, that turn out well. Canadian Farm said, says, I expect I would have taken more chances to get where I am now sooner. Fair enough. Fair enough. If you knew you had less time, you'd probably be a lot more willing to a lot more willing to take the risk. But really, are you? Because it's all relative. You didn't know that before you had 70 years and now you have 40 years. I don't think it necessarily changed all of a sudden. I think it was uh, I think it was uh, the intent that it was that way from the beginning. So it's like if you didn't know what you already knew, would you do the same thing? Kyle said he'd start drinking again. Make that make that time a little shorter. Uh, knock off another few years off that forty. Sean um, Sean again says because if uh, he only had one year to live, oh, he was talking about if um, he was talking if uh, he found out that it changed or if it had been that way all the time. And he also wondered if it was for just him or for him and his spouse and his kids. He says, because if he only had a year to live, but my wife and kids are expected to stick around, he's not drinking, draining his estate on a bender. But if we're all going to die from an asteroid in a month, that's a different story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can definitely see that. And uh, I think it was some more something more along the lines of uh, it was long and it was everybody. <laughs> it was since you were a kid, it was everybody. But sometimes we get confused. Josh says the renegade butcher says depending depends if i knew that going in or this was a new change yeah that was kind of the pivoting factor the question was pretty broad and uh, generic and didn't uh didn't play out the way i had thought but <coughs> excuse me if uh if that was the expectation i'd already be trying to pass on what i've learned to those younger wait so i'd be doing the same if it changed and now I have a few years left, same, but I doubled down on it. So while I don't, while I won't say I don't have ambitions or goals, plans to do a lot more, this made me feel, this made me feel good because I'm currently doing what I should. Just wish I snapped to it sooner. Yeah, there is something to be said for when you make a realization that, you know, you have those those conversations or those contemplations by yourself of, man, if I just like don't wake up tomorrow, am, am I the only one that, that has this? Like, if I don't wake up tomorrow, if something happens to me, um, I'm always um, contemplating like if something happened to Corey or um, other loved ones, like I run these scenarios in my head and I don't know, maybe I'm weird, but um, I think when I got comfortable with 
I would be okay. Not okay. I'm not saying I want to die tonight. <laughs> um, but if if it all ended tonight, I think when you get comfortable with you were you were productive on your last day or you did what you would do if you knew it was gonna happen. Um that that's where you're at. That's 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 a good place. Um, you're doing, you're, you're living your life to its fullest if you're okay, or you just don't give a fuck and you're nihilist. Um, Chris Dixon, Chris Dixon wound or uh, rounded things out with, uh, I wouldn't, I'd probably be dead. He wouldn't live different because he'd probably be dead. He's another one of those old guys that's, uh, in the group. But yeah, questions like this bring up, um, bring up. Are you doing what you should be doing every day? And I think that was the spirit of the question when I found it and copied it all so long ago was if you had less time, would you waste as much? I think I could have rephrased it. If you knew you had half the amount of time here, would you waste it? Um, would you waste it? the way you are today, or maybe you're not wasting. Like Josh says, maybe you are doing what you should be doing and you should be comfortable with that fact. So, I mean, that's kind of the question of the day in a nutshell today. It, uh, it was a little shorter. It was a little drier. Uh, the question didn't come off as it should. And I didn't get a whole lot of pop back on social media. And that's probably why, but we did have a great discussion that spurred out of it in the Telegram group, so I'm always happy when I ask a question. Even if it doesn't come off with the answers I was expecting, and it spurs a conversation that we can have in the group, that is uh, that is the main point. But I bring you the answers today. Maybe you can think about it, ponder it a little bit, and maybe it will change the way you look at something. So it's all worth it. It's all worth it. And with that, I hope you check out theperfectcup.shop. And uh, head on over there, check out the premium coffee offerings uh, through the portal that lands you at the Food Forest Farms website. Check out all those blends, our blend specifically, uh, Get Shit Done blend, the Perfect Cup Morning blend, uh, and uh, a custom blend for each of our dogs, Walter, Norman, and Clyde. Other than that, you can find coffee mugs, all sorts of fun swag there at thelostproject.com. Theperfectcup.shop is this wonderful little forwarding address that goes to a landing page, and you can either go to my page, take a right, go to my page and my shop for all the merch and swag, or take a left and go to foodforestfarms.com and get your premium air-roasted coffee from Ryan. Works out great. Works out great. And that has been another edition of The Perfect Club. Thank you for joining me, and we will catch up with you tomorrow. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, that uh, that question was interesting yesterday when I posted it. I um, I forgot. I didn't forget. I, I just took the dogs for a walk a little earlier than normal in my uh, my morning cycle. And it's um, <laughs> it's it. Uh, I looked at the question before I went on the walk and I was I was on the walk. I was like, man, I don't know how this is going to go. I kept reading it to myself in my head, and um, I got the response that I figured was confusion on what the intent of it of it was. Uh, let's catch up on the comments before we get to this day in history. Uh, um, oh, oh uh, Ryan Pippen says, three little birds sat on my window. Oh, man, that was... Um, 
I talked about Pink Floyd and my uh, my son when he was an uh, infant yesterday. That was another song that uh, he absolutely loved uh, was Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. I don't know. The kid had good music taste when he was a kid. Pink Floyd and Bob Marley. I wonder where he got that from. Uh, <laughs> Backwoods Butcher says, no one looks at the benefits of Folgers. <laughs> That's because there are no benefits to Folgers. He says, when it's gone, you can put cigarette butts in the can. That is the benefits of the can of the Folgers, not the Folgers. <laughs> oh, uh, Renegade Butcher says they put the cigarette butts in before you open the can. Yes, they uh, put the ash from the cigarette butts in there before. Um <laughs> And he's telling Josh not to tell him how to run his life. Um, <laughs> Robin Hosting says she has a YouTube on using uh, using coffee containers because they are already food safe. And uh, Backwoods says he uses them for a lot of stuff, usually uh, pooping and cigarette butts. Uh all right, let me top this coffee up. We'll get to the history segment. Gotta drink it fast if I'm gonna have two today. If I drink it too late, then I get a little squirrely. All right, let's uh, let's hit this uh, day in history. Brought to you by Pip over there at DuctionCups.com. I appreciate all the effort he puts in on a daily basis to uh, prep this segment for me, so I can just kind of cruise through it and read it and. Um, yeah, learn some stuff. Learn some stuff. Gingerbread Farm says, don't let them pressure you, Kyle. <laughs> Happy Tuesday, May 2nd. Here are some wiki nugs, for, <laughs> wiki nugs of history. In 536. Oh, man. I'm guessing that's 536 AD. Hmm. Doesn't say. Anne Boleyn, Queen of England, is arrested and imprisoned on charges of adultery, incest, treason, and witchcraft. <laughs> Pip says might as well add jaywalking too. <laughs> I don't know if you could jaywalk in 536, but anyway, from, from uh, this day in 1611, the King James Version of the Bible was published for the first time in London, England by printers John Norton and Robert Barker. King James assembled the Hampton Court Conference back in January 1904 to conceive new English to to make it uh, conceive a new English version of the Bible in response to questions in earlier translations, the earlier translations, the first had been the great Bible commissioned by King Henry the eighth in 1553. The second had been the Bishop's Bible commissioned by Queen Elizabeth in 1568. The King James version was the third translation into English language approved by the English church authorities. In Geneva, Switzerland, the first generation of Protestant reformers had produced the Geneva Bible of 1560 from the original Hebrew and Greek scriptures, which was influential in the writing of the authorized King James Version. Pip's note says, ever got the feeling that some of the words could have been lost in translation of that book? Hmm. Ryan, are you saying, are you saying that the Bible may have changed to fit the needs of the author through time and history. 
Are you saying they might have put things in and taken things out when it fit their needs? Huh. Interesting. 1863, American Civil War, Stonewall Jackson is wounded by friendly fire while returning to camp after... Oh... Sorry. (laughs) After re... I think it says reorienting. I'm not sure. That's a that's a big word, and I think it's spelled wrong. During the Battle of Chancellorsville, he succumbed to pneumonia eight days later. Sorry. Sorry for that. World War II history. 1945, World War II, the Soviet Union announces the fall of Berlin. Uh, 1945, World War II, the U.S. 82nd Airborne Division liberates Wobian concentration camp. I can't speak German. Finding 1,000 dead prisoners, most of whom had starved to death. Uh, also in 1945, a death march from uh, Dachau to Austrian border is halted by this uh, segregated all. <sighs> Man, 522nd Field Artillery Battalion of the U.S. Army in southern Bavaria, saving hun- several hundred prisoners. Um, this day in 1952, a day Halvid Comet makes the first jetliner flight with fare paying passengers from London to Johannesburg. Uh, three three jetliners were lost within one year in highly publicized accidents after suffering catastrophic in-flight breakups. Two of these were found to be caused by structural failure resulting from metal fatigue in the airframe, a phenomenon not fully understood at the time. The other was due to overstressing of the airframe during flight through severe weather. Like, who's up there? Like, you want to volunteer to be the guy that um, that goes and tests an airplane. Like, I grew up in western New York, and we had the Wright brothers there, um, and uh, Curtis Glenn, and a lot of flights happened in the, the Finger Lakes region. Uh, glider flights and stuff like that. So I, I learned a lot of airplane history. There was a museum, everything close. Like, those guys are nuts. Those guys are nuts. Backwoods Butcher says words are hard. I think I think Ryan kind of throws me for a loop sometimes and throws in some, some words that he knows. I'm just going to be like, what? <laughs> In the year 2000, on this day, President Bill Clinton announces that accurate GPS access would no longer be restricted to the United States military. Well, ain't that nice. (laughs) Ain't that nice. They're going to let us know where we are. And in 2011, Osama bin Laden, the suspected mastermind behind (laughs) September 11, George Bush, um, attacks... uh, the September 11 attacks and the FBI's most wanted man is killed by the United States Special Forces in Pakistan. Tap, tap, right into noggin. <sighs> Did they get their man? Did they bury him at sea? So many questions, so many questions, and nothing to see here. Happy birthday today, May 2nd, 1860. John Scott Haldane, Scottish <laughs> physiologist, physician, and academic. Haldane visited the scenes of many mining disasters and investigated their causes when the Germans used poison gas in World War I. Haldane went to the front uh, at the request of Lord Kitchener 
and attempted to identify the gases being used. One outcome of this was his invention of the respirator known as the Black Veil. Yeah, that's cool. He saved a bunch of people, I'm guessing, with that. In 1947, James Dyson, English businessman, founder of Dyson Company, as of 2022, Dyson has more than 14,000 employees worldwide. Man, that company sucks. Uh, 1975, David Beckham, English footballer, coach, and model. (laughs) He is a beautiful man. He is a very handsome man. Uh, Retired in May 2013 after a 20-year career, having won 19 major trophies. The dude was all the buzz. I remember they they made a movie about him, didn't they? Um, Because he could curve the ball like most other famous highly skilled soccer slash football players. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, that is this day in history. Thank you, Ryan, for the prep and, uh, and all the curveballs with those big old words in the middle. I appreciate it. Uh, check out ductioncups.com if you, uh, if you have a Jeep or even if you don't, because even if you don't have a Jeep, you could get somebody like Plugsy and stick them to your coffee cup. Make all your coworkers jealous. If you don't have any co-workers, maybe make yourself jealous. Anyway, that's this day in history. Thanks, Ryan. You've been pippinized. Let's uh let's get back to um let's get back to these comments over here. They were flying by as I was going. Um <laughs> James says James said he uh shouldn't let him pro- pressure. Uh Renegade says some peer pressure is good. I would uh, concur with that. Backwoods Butcher says, I'm an independent, I'm a strong, independent black woman, and I don't need no man. <laughs> ain't nobody, ain't nobody got time for that shat coffee. I hear that. Um, and Kyle is making fun of me about words as he t- commented in my live last night and said that he can't read. So there's that. There's that. Um, Uh, Mike, the Philippine nomad says just finished dinner at the in-laws house. Then they switched on the fear mongering U S commie news network, scaring the bejesus out of the family with stories that have no effect on us over here. Well, that sounds like a really good idea um, to watch the U S news in the Philippines. (laughs) Airplane crashes suck. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. James. And um, some of the stuff that you've talked about, Oh, man. Robin says, I haven't watched any 24-hour news in two weeks. I haven't watched any 24-hour news in 10 years. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Backwoods Butcher says, new data came out saying the pilots might have been CIA informants. I don't know about you guys, but I'm shocked. I have to I have to assume he's talking about those people that flew the planes into the Twin Towers. <laughs> no, there's no way they were uh, involved with our government. It had to have been all a mastermind plot by Osama bin Laden from a cave in Pakistan or Afghanistan or wherever he was. <coughs> all right, well. Oh, we are caught up on on, uh, comments there, I think. (laughs) Hey, wait a second. 
Pippin says we just had a you just had a sale in Montana. I'm gonna get credit for that sale. Woo 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 woo. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Uh, Gingerbread says, "How did Building Eleven fall?" Well, of course, didn't you watch the news? It was from all the heat and vibrations of all the other buildings falling down. Do I need to do a September 11th episode? Do you not know the history? Do you not know what you've been told to believe? <laughs> oh God, this is not going to go good if I go down that road today. I am no by no means a, a 9/11 truther, but. Some of the shit just doesn't add up, guys. How old were you when the tire oars came down? What was that, 21, 20, 2001? I was 22, 20, 23 or 24. Yeah, I remember it. I remember laughing at the... I thought it was a radio skit when I heard it on the radio at work. And uh, didn't realize that it had happened until uh went in for break and... uh my then girlfriend gave us a call and said, Hey, uh, you got to turn on the news. I'm like, why? They're like, Oh, there's buildings falling down in New York city. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, probably shouldn't have laughed at that. We thought it was like a, uh, a uh, shock jock morning show. Cause that was the, that was kind of the rage then with uh, Howard Stern. It was at his peak and things like that. So, yeah, that was my experience with 9-11. Everybody was like, do you remember where you were watching in awe? I was like, yeah, I remember where I was, slaving away at a pipe factory, laughing my ass off at the radio skit. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, anyway, anyway, what's on the list for today? Um, so, Corey and I have been down here in the little town, um, um, down in... Uh, the little town here we've been visiting the local establishments we went to eat at the mexican restaurant a few times now it's fantastic food um and the gas station and every time we drive through town we have to go through town when we're going out to tim's property there's a little pavilion there and it's really nice um it's kind of like a little town square it looks like it's been recently redone nice nice painted uh, nicely freshly painted and um they have these what would you call them like pagodas <laughs> I would never remember pulling that word out of somewhere. Uh, like little pagodas. <laughs> just, um, and around the outside, they have things like, um, what are some of the other things they say? But this is, say, farmer's market. But they say other um, townsy little things. Um, I don't remember. I'll have to look. I'll, I, I, don't, I only know the farmer's market. This says farmer's market and we're like, oh, cool. There's like a little town square. It's still early in the season here. Like people aren't growing stuff. So we figure the farmer's market doesn't start up till May end of the month or who knows. So we've been wondering, we've been keeping our eye out for signs or anything like that. And all we see is the little pagoda that has, uh, that has, um, a, uh, has farmer's market written on it so we're really curious when it's going to happen we looked on the town facebook page and the other day i was in the gas station picking up a six-pack for Corey and i because that's we split a six-pack <laughs> and uh i said to the girl i am i am very friendly with all the the gas station employees now i said hey when's the farmer's market start she looks at me and she goes, I don't know. Never seen one here. <laughs> what? She's like, 
I don't know. They put that up. They put the sign. We were all excited. We we're going to have a farmer's market and they've never had one. I was like, how long is that then? She's like, years. It's like, okay, well, I guess, guess I don't need to wait for the farmer's market. Why the hell is it on the sign there? <laughs> I don't know if it was good intentions or what, but they, um, they uh, really screwed with me. No farmer's market in this town, so we're going to have to find one close. Corey and I are excited for farmer's market season and to get out and get some fresh uh, fresh produce and meet some local people and things like that. But not here in the town we're at, even though it says, I think that's false advertising. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that's going to get me, but um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did we do yesterday? Um, got a ton, got a ton of... Um, Got a ton of stuff done on the website. Got uh, my weekly extra post done for um, the Grave Marker Explorers Club, the Cemetery Explorers Club. Uh, it was the bonus two um, headstones that I filmed at uh, last week's cemetery. Uh, was a little delayed because of last week's vacation, semi-vacation, and uh, just not sitting here pounding out stuff like that. Uh, got it wrapped up yesterday morning working on this week's um public post uh that should be out today but um yeah posted up a video of the long format on youtube and um and the stories of what uh, the two that i randomly picked over there on the website so if you are interested in that go ahead and check that out um there are weekly free posts um non-member posts that basically tell a little bit about the cemetery that I found that week and um, a history pulled from um, Internet AI. I've been using AI to kind of help me write um, write my blog post. Uh, not the entirety. I don't think I want to use it to write the entirety, but history, facts, things like that, things that aren't my opinion or anything that I felt or observational for me. I think it is more than appropriate to use a tool like that to write facts. Um, it's basically me me searching the internet and doing the same thing, except I don't write the filler words. Um, the paragraphs, the sections that are my personal feelings, the reasons why I picked a certain thing, the feelings I had during the visit, uh, any epiphanies or thoughts I had while I were there are written wholly by me. And I try to notate between what is my thoughts and what is pulled from the net. So, I mean, there is that. So that went up, that went up. Still tweaking that in. I, um, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm going back and forth whether I want to take the stuff the AI populates and re-edit it or just write my sections and then present the facts of the person. Uh, uh, here's the problem. I started out with a banger, man, <laughs> like uh, randomly found the young lady's grave that had been abducted and uh, then found and all sorts of controversy and this and that. It wasn't a straightforward, hey, give me the history of this person's life, which is very usually um, very limited in, in uh, information especially the graves that I'm finding, I'm are, uh, documenting, I'm usually documenting, um, you know, they've died in the early 1900s, late 1800s, there isn't a lot of record keeping. So digging up information is is limited. So it's basically a little blurb. 
hey, um, John Smith was born in this year, uh, died in this year. He was born in this. He served in the military. He was a farmer or blah, blah, blah. He married X, Y, Z, had X, this many kids um, and died this day here and was buried here if they know a cause of death. But that's usually the limited information I get. Well, when you stumble upon somebody that was abducted and they searched for him for three years, um, the investigation was just an absolute shit show. The trial was an absolute shit show. Nobody's happy. Um, the people that are in favor of the people that got convicted say they didn't do it and they they botched up the investigation. The family says, yes, they did. And uh, it wasn't botched. And yeah, the outside people are going, man, this is a messed up situation. It's a lot to digest and a lot to write. And I struggled for days on how to present that information. Hopefully I did all right. Hopefully I did all right. We'll see what comes to this week. I uh, picked another random two before doing any research. So we'll see how that plays out. That'll be uh, later today or tomorrow morning that I'll be digging into the extras from this week's posts. Check that out at thelotsproject.com. Or uh, you can go to thelotsproject.com slash explorers club, E-X-P-L-O-R-E-R-S, explorers club, and uh, and find the portal to get to the membership page. Got two levels of membership. One is $5 a month or $50 a year. And the other is a, uh, a sponsorship, sponsorship level where you can drop $25 a month or $250 a year. And with that sponsorship, your name gets put in any email communication and at least at a minimum, the free members, non-members post weekly sponsorship method, sponsorships mentioned in that post. Excuse me. Ah, there. We, uh, toilet change day yesterday. That's always pleasant. Um, it, it, it's figured out. We got it figured out. Uh, we had a, a bunch of issues this, this winter over, over the winter. Um, and we were getting very, a lot of moisture in, uh, in the non-moisture part of the toilet. And we thought we figured out we had we had, but I wanted to give it a few times to confirm. Um, we did have some humid weather here, nothing like what we did had over the winter in Texas, but it did get kind of humid. And I would have figured that uh, we would have gotten some moisture accumulation if it wasn't working properly. It was the pee separator was not was clogged and was not separating. So that was the issue. It's been now um, two or three changes. And other than just waiting an extra couple of days because we were busy and it was a little fuller than it should have been. Everything was great. Everything was great. No issues changing it. And, uh, man, we had a, uh, I had flashbacks yesterday. I had, um, I don't want to make light of it, but I make light of everything. I had some PTSD yesterday. James was talking about the difference in people's traumas. And I really have to, I really have to confess everyone that, um, that, I had some, I had some flashbacks yesterday. I had a little bit of a warning. I had some warning this weekend. Um, the landowner, we got our first electric bill and water bill and was also made aware that they had to mow this week. And I don't know if, if you guys know, but when we were back in Minnesota, from the time the grass was there, not even all the grass, 
there'd be snowbanks still. From the time the grass was there until the grass was gone, it was almost every day that I heard a lawnmower zipping around my neighbor's yard. He used to mow before it was long enough to tell where you mowed. I can only fathom in the, in the seven years we were there how many gallons of fuel he went through with that lawnmower. <sighs> Yesterday we got our first mowing. I looked out when I when they said, hey, we're going to mow this week and went, why? <laughs> I don't know. It's their property and they can do as they please. I looked out. I don't think it had to be mowed. It is what it is. They're going to do it on a schedule. I pay them every time. I figure save the money, save the bees. It's good with me, but um, hey, it is what it is. Rent's cheap enough that uh, throwing in a couple lawn mowings a week are not, or a week, a month is not going to, uh, is not going to to uh, break the bank. But uh, I would prefer just letting the flowers grow up and the weeds and dandelions. And but hey, not my not my property to do as with what I please. But he came zipping around and mowing around, and I sat here and just was like, oh, man, it's been nice not listening to a fucking lawnmower every day. <laughs> it is what it is, guys. It is what it is. Save the bees. Save the bees. Oh, 40 minutes, 40 minutes here. Let's um, let's start wrapping it up today. Uh, wanted to mention again that Ken Stearns interview. As we talked, I really, uh, really grasped, I really grasped the, the importance of his project. Um, he's had a really interesting life. He did a really, a lot of cool stuff. He lived um, in Asia for quite a long time, bouncing around, doing different jobs. He wrote a book. And this is the project that came out of his life. Um I think if you check it out, it would be pretty interesting. Um, it would be pretty interesting checking out his podcast. And I think starting from interview one. So just a basic high level overview. Um, Ken wrote a book and from his book, he came up with uh, some questions, a lot of questions. And he came up with the idea to interview a bunch of people in a bunch of different cities in person, live at a table and have deep discussions. Um, I think he's achieved his goal. I think he's achieved his goal talking about where he came up with his questions, how he came up with them. Check him out. Check him out. I can only imagine. He said he feels way more comfortable. I can only imagine how comfortable you get after 230 interviews going along face to face. He says some of the conversations they've had have been fantastic. So check out the jar live and uh, check out Ken's podcast. I appreciated him coming on last night. It was a great interview. And coming up this week, coming up this week, I have another great interview. Uh, normally it is a pre-recorded release on Thursday nights. We're doing this one live. We're doing this one live. I didn't have one downloaded and I was poking around trying to get one scheduled. And I was like, Hey, you know who would be a great guy to have on the show and could probably do it live on Thursday night? Kyle, the Backwoods Butcher. Yep, right there. The guy in the audience, the guy that shows up almost every morning and hangs out with us for a little while. 
Kyle, the backwoods butcher, is going to come on. We're going to talk about his life, um, maybe in detail, maybe not quite as much detail as some of you want, but we're going to see how the hell the guy became a butcher, how he became a content creator um, pretty recently. But we were, uh, we will talk about, we're going to talk about Kyle and just have a discussion and, uh, and, and we have lots to talk about. Huh? Weird. That's the title of the show. Kyle and Al bullshit here for an hour or so. Be sure to join us in the, in the comments. Yeah. The backdoor butcher. I know I will slip and say that uh, more than once. And I was, I was explaining to Ken last night. He's like, yeah. So I, um, so when you asked me to come on, I listened to a couple of your of your shorter shows and I was like, I don't know if I really fit in with this. <laughs> He's like, and then I listened to your interview shows and they're totally different. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, about that. That's probably why I pulled them out and put them in their own feed. <sighs> Set your alarms, guys. Thursday night. I don't know if there's going to be anybody in the peanut gallery um, heckling us or throwing out comments, but if there are... I don't know if Kyle will be able to handle it. <laughs> All right, guys. Item of the day. Item of the day today is the Mueller French Press. I am going through and um, and tweaking all my items of the day. They will now all have a video or uh, at least a review on the website. And if not just a review, a review and a video on YouTube, they will be linked to those reviews and also the Amazon link. I have one up for the Mueller French Press. I've already gone ahead and done a uh, uh, write-up about that. I had yesterday, I had the uh, the cabinet incubator. So check that out, the Mueller French Press. I use it every day, at least once, at least once. Today's probably going to be twice. And I love it. I uh, beat the shit out of it. And it is, um, man, this one's probably four or five years old, four or five years old great easy to clean easy to take apart easy to clean the screens i love them um pick up more than one they're cheap they're under 30 bucks a piece check them out on the amazon link in the video description or the audio description or click the link to head on over to the site to read my review and uh and then you can get to amazon through there you're going to want to check out the site i'm tweaking it here and there lots of blog posts going up every episode of the lots project podcast now gets its own blog post and links and all sorts of fun stuff uh See what I mentioned in the show if you're looking for uh, links or resources that I mentioned. When I do, uh, definitely check out the site. They will be in the blog post. Any companies or things that I can come up with that have a link, I try to get them in the show notes now. And then I spread it around social media. If you see that post and you like the show, if you could please share that with someone, uh, whether you uh, copy and paste it and uh, and drop it in an email or just hit share. And... Um, yeah, just let somebody know you enjoy the show. Trying to grow, trying to grow here in uh, in 2023. So check out the Mueller French Press item of the day or all the other items over at thelotsproject.com. I appreciate it. And like I said, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value, for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Hey, guys, make it a great day, and we will catch up with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.